you know, if you think about this, this can be the equivalent of what people do when they say, I'm waiting for those 200 people to jump on. Oh, the devil is a liar! Come on, get somebody! Yep. I'm not gonna wait. Uh, oh, wow. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Just want to call your attention to something new that I'm trying to start and get started. It is a newsletter. I'm trying to get it out once a week to talk about some different things that are going on uh, within my life, within the life of the body of Christ, and just things that I think that are of general interest. Um, If you haven't been a longtime follower of Radiant Fire Radio, I encourage you to go to radiantfire.org. Uh, I'm not out here trying to uh, make money. I just want to share some things that I feel are key to my generation and key to understanding the things that are in the world right now. We are living in some dark times, and I continuously, I'm a Christian, for those of you who don't know. Um, I'm, I'm a believer and follower of Jesus Christ. I do my very best each and every day to live the life, read my Bible, pray, go to church, and enter into worship, you know, in my own personal private time. And like so many people, you have a relationship with God, and that relationship, it it takes many twists and turns. And as you go throughout life, there are hardships that come your way and with those hardships are many many relationships that get challenged that get pushed into places that you never thought that they would be in and this is hard you know I I think about all of the relationships that I've I've started and for some reason they never continued you know uh whether it be it just wasn't the time, we just didn't click. You know, and I'm talking about friendships because every one of us needs friendships. And we need, you know, other than our spouses and our children, we need to have relationships outside of our normal work environment just for, for spice, for life, to be able to enjoy the finer things that are out there. And... I am one who believes wholeheartedly that if you share yourself with other people, and I'm not talking about dumb things, I would would never go there that way. I'm just talking about your heart. You know, we, we all are human beings, and we need each other, whether we understand this or not. And one of my griefs in life is that people just don't want to take the chance. They don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to be open. It's, it's so much more to themselves. So I've had this recurring thought over the last couple of months now, and it seems to be growing in intensity, and it's in line with an electromagnetic pulse. Um, everyone has heard different things about the types of weaponry that are out there that the enemy is trying to use against us, is going to be using against us. 
And eventually, we in the United States are going to be in a position where possibly several of those types of munitions go off. What are you going to do in those situations? Have you been planning? Have you been preparing? You know, there's really no way to prepare for a loss of electricity. There's no way to prepare for a loss of mobility. And I wonder how many people feel the anxiety that's tied to this. You know, we've had our power go out over the last four weeks about three times. And each time it got a little bit better because it was like, oh, it's going to be out and everything's good. The first time I didn't have any flashlights, um, had some candles. I shouldn't say I didn't have any flashlights. I had one flashlight, but it was not at the forefront of my mind. Hey, where are these things at? So I, I told my wife, I said, look, I said, we need to get prepared for these situations that are going to be occurring that are, that are emergent when there is no power. So second time electricity went out, I said, dag it, I still got to get flashlights. I still got to get. So the third time it went out, my grandkids were here. And obviously they had never experienced anything like that before. And they were, they were scared. Three years old. The one-year-old didn't really know what was going on, so to speak. She just knew that she couldn't watch TV. And she couldn't, you know, the lights just would not come on. But my, my, little, my little three-year-old, she was like, we have to go and help this person get out of the TV because they're stuck in there and, and we need to get them out. And I said, oh. But the bright side of this whole thing was Pop-Up had a flashlight. And Pop-Up went and got that flashlight and she held on to that thing like it was gold. Like it was gold. So, you know, living in the world that we live in today, things can be turned upside down in a heartbeat, um, the, the lack of electricity, how are you going to get back and forth to work? Will you have a job to go to? How are you going to have your electronic funds transferred into your bank account if there is no electricity? How are you going to get paid? How are you going to pay your bills? And I'm sorry, we're not being prepared for the, the possibilities of these things that are going on right now because they are realities that we are going to have to face sometime in the very near future. I was listening at someone talk about World War III, and we've known for a while that World War III is coming, but the way that God presented it, and I thought this was interesting, we are pretty much already in World War III. You know, the, the press and the news are not telling us these things that are going on. And there's different little skirmishes and little battles that are going on. We just lost three American soldiers. Um, God bless them and their families. May they rest in peace. May their families have comfort. But we're, we're in the midst of a war. And it took a while, from what this guy was saying, it took a while for the United States to realize, hey, this is a world war. This is a world war. It's not, we can't avoid this. We can't stay out of it. We can't stay in the background and on the sidelines in hopes and prayers that, you know, it's not going to affect us. It's kind of like the, the ostrich syndrome. You know, we put our head in the sand like, nope, it's not, not bothering me. It doesn't affect me. 
and it's it's sickening. It's sickening and it's sad at the same time. But we really are in, are in trouble. And God bless our military and the things that they're going through. They have been going through since COVID, and every one of them has been suffering in so many different ways. Some of them with the loss of career because they didn't take the vax. Some of them with the the harassment. Uh, they stayed. You know, they fought through it, and they've they've never really gotten their honor and their prestige back that they were due. So we're we're living in a in an era where our military is being stripped down to nothing. My dad's a veteran. You know, God bless his soul. He passed away seven years ago. But I look at all of the things that they are losing, have been losing. You know, my mom has lost access to being able to have my sister do shopping for her because she's she's physically disabled because they took away a program at the air base where my sister could go into the store, the commissary, and buy groceries and stuff for her at the reduced cost that the military pays. They just they just cut the program right out, got rid of it. So now my disabled mother has to maneuver and get around and go shopping because someone decided to take away this program. Yet at the same time, we can continue to give the people who are walking in on our border uh, cash, housing, uh, voting rights, everything that they have need of, but the people that who promised their lives and gave their lives to us, we're taking their benefits away from them every moment of every day. And it's, it's, it's a hard thing when I think about the things that my father did. You know, there was days he worked 16 hours a day for months, years at a time. And yes, that's what he signed up for, but there was supposed to be a, an unwritten agreement we give ourselves for our country, our country is going to take care of us. And, and we're dropping the ball on this. And I, I really believe that we need to change, change. I am a, I am a Trump supporter, if you don't know. I, I believe wholeheartedly and heavily in President Donald J. Trump. And I, I pray to God that 2024 the election is not rigged i pray to god in 2024 that he comes out on top but the thing that i keep asking my friends my neighbors my colleagues people who are interested in this topic what are we going to do at the end of that four-year period do you realize that there's no one that's going to be stepping into his place having the guts and the boldness that he did to do the things that needed to be done. Excuse me there for a second. Woo! I'm live and she doesn't know that I'm live. <laughs> but that's okay. So what are we what are we as a people gonna do? How are we going to be able to react to the four years? We don't have a Congress who has the backbone and the fortitude to be able to fight to get the laws written on the books so that they're not executive orders. Do you realize that President Trump did everything that he could in his power through executive order? 
But the problem with the executive orders is once he leaves, those things change. Do you realize how quickly Biden wiped out everything that President Trump did in a matter of hours? We lost our oil drilling rights. We lost our ability to, to have jobs. We lost our ability to have our cars. They started coming after natural gas. They started coming after our heating ability. Now, in, in my state, Delaware, by 2035, is it 20, it's, I think it's 2035, but it could be 2030. Don't hold me to that. They're looking for electronic vehicles to be completely taken over. Read an article yesterday about Ford. Ford has said, we're not doing any more electronic vehicles. We don't care. They're, they're not cost effective. They're not going to last. And it's, it's a good idea, but now is not the time. So they are shutting down their electric vehicle line for the Ford F-150. So that right there, if industry is telling you that there's a problem, if industry is telling you that they can't do it, it's not because they don't want to. We just don't have the ability and the technology now to be able to complete these things. This is, this is a, a tough time that we live in right now. And I want to encourage you, if you don't know God, it's time for you to hold on to God, get a relationship with God, and start getting to know him. Because you're going to need him in this hour. President Trump is not my savior. He's not my savior. But I do believe that God has been using him to do certain things in our country to bring us closer uh, to having a level of peace and prosperity that we're supposed to have. And if you listen to everybody that's in the church, their main concern is prosperity. I want to be rich. I want to have enough money for my kids. I want to have enough money to do things that I want to do. I'm looking at the longevity of our country. And I don't know if you realize this, but we're on the stage, the late stages of, of democracy in republics. Do you realize that most republics and democracies only last 250 years? We are ever so close to reaching that 250-year birthday mark for the United States. What does that mean? We're following the pathway of the Romans. The Romans reached the state where the taxes were so high, people didn't want to work. What's happened since COVID? They, we were paying people to stay home, so they got accustomed to not working. What have we been doing with the minimum wage? We've raised the minimum wage so high that people cannot hire employees. They're having to hire people in such mass numbers that it doesn't make sense because they can't keep these people. And then they can only work. They found a way to get around the, the minimum wage crisis by having them work less hours and in order to be able to keep their companies afloat. I'm not saying this right, I know. But there's a problem with the minimum wage being $15 an hour. It's shutting down industries. Do you realize that the government went through and leveled up all of their employees? All of their employees who were making less than minimum wage 
have been bumped up. Do you know that this has created a funding crisis in the different departments in our government? There's no money. There's no money to do the things that, that they used to do. So all of these things total up to chaos is coming because eventually these things are going to have to be fixed. Thank you for listening to me. I'm glad that this test went through. This is uh, I want to encourage you to go to my website. I've got articles. I've got other podcasts. Um, sign up for the newsletter. All of that information is there. I'm Christopher. I'm so excited, and I'm going to be doing more lives in the future. And I wanted to test this out to see how it was doing, but I got some more to share. But uh, I need to check out and see everything's good with the wife. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can somebody hear me? This is Montana Civil Defense. Come in here, call Raven. Somebody please come in. Come on, Raven. Come in here, call Raven. Come in here to Raven. Talk to me, We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.